Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Tuesday. The year is 2020. You know that year where everything went to shit? (laughs) Great way to start. Yes! Great way to start. (laughs) It's March 55,000. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. So here we are trying to get better. I saw a funny meme where it was like a teacher talking to a young student and they were like, oh, yeah, and let's talk about the 2020s where (laughs) there was a global recession and Iran and America almost went to war and there was a huge pandemic. Like, what year was that? No, that was the first three months of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. um, It is a, a strange time we're living in that gets more and more surreal every single day. Uh, but we will survive. Oh. Crude and... oil drops below zero. I mean, <laughs> crazy, right? Because all our all our reserves are up. Because nobody nobody's buying oil right now. Because wow. nobody's driving right now. So yeah. the gas prices are about to drop pretty low. I think. Yeah, maybe we should like stock up. We we are stocked up. That's why the crude oil just went to zero. It's 
crazy. No, but I mean, like, when the gas personally. prices go down, personally, we'll stock up. Yeah, I wish. It's a great idea. Gas mm. evaporates, Do you know what's so crazy? So Kevin went um, to go pick something up in his Trans Am, and he had to go get gas, and he filled up, and he came home, and he was like, oh, I have to go back. He's like, I think I left the gas, you know, cap oh, no. at the gas station. <clears throat> so I was like, okay. He left. He, you know, went and went to get the gas thingy and um and he never wants to go on walks with me like ever and i was like do you want to go on a hike just in the neighborhood and he goes yeah it's like okay he's like but i want to go on the short one there's one called the menunos hike that my neighbors <laughs> accidentally decided to go on a hike with me and they hated me because there were a couple of hills Anyhow, so I took him on the Menounos hike, and I, I was getting his adrenaline going because I was talking about work and career stuff, and he gets so high with that stuff. So he actually made it up the hills, and he was happy um, to keep on going. And so because I pushed him, and meanwhile, along the way, I'm inhaling every rose on the hike. It is extraordinary right now. These roses, they're lavender and pink and yellow and red and all these beautiful colors and they smell so good. You like if people watched me, they might commit me because I literally am running from st- across the street, zigzagging to every neighbor's house. And then I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. Like they're probably thinking people are having orgasms on the street. And it's just me inhaling their roses. But it really gives me so much happiness and joy, and I just love roses and smelling them. And so we're we're walking past, just a little name drop here, Slash's house from Guns N' Roses, and I look down and I go, there's your gas ca- casket cap. And he goes, what? And I go, that's it right there. You had to have turned here on the street. And he goes, yeah, but why would it be all the way over here? I'm like, Kevin, that's your gas casket thing. And we got home, and it was. Screwed oh, it right on. <clears throat> isn't that so cool that's pretty dope i find shit if you ever lose anything you call me i always find it a needle in the haystack i will find it i am so good at it like so crazy good at it you can throw a diamond ring in the ocean and i will find it well, underneath and- a rock or in a like fish's gut i will find it do you and Kevin have that thing, Maria, where he'll insist something's not in the fridge and then you look and find it in 20 seconds? No, last night he was mad because he kept telling me, he's like, will you go get me two Gatorades? Now, Kevin never asks me for anything because I'm a lazy butt. So usually <laughs> I'm asking him for shit. So this that this one instance, he asked me to go get him two Gatorades. I was heading downstairs. I was like, okay. So I went into the fridge and he said they were in the house fridge. And I said, okay, because we have an outdoor fridge. And so I look, and there was only a single Propel berry drink. And I had a feeling it's not what he wanted, but I looked all over the fridge. I didn't see anything. And so I brought the Propel drink up, and he literally was freaking out. Steven, you can let Kevin and them deal with that bell. Thank you. Um, He was looking at me like so disappointed. He goes, I said Gatorade. And I was like, I know, but there was nothing in there. And he goes, it's in there. And I go, no, it's not. Trust me, it's not in there. And so we had this like back and forth. And he goes, the little fridge where we put our drinks in. And I go, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and I got it for him. But yeah, I um, I am really good at it. So yeah, I found his gas cap without even trying. 
just I love that. It just comes naturally, Jeff. I don't know. I'm just really good at a lot of random things. It's the Menunos hike. I, I just love that the gas cap was on the Menunos hike. It's like the universe knew. No, I'm serious. Like I, I was meant to find it for him. I just um, want to see you running around sniffing flowers. That sounds like an SNL sketch. It's so fun. I literally am zigzagging through the neighborhood. And <laughs> and then when they die, I I pop some of them off. Like last year, I was popping the, the dead buds off so I could take the seed and plant it. <laughs> so we'll see if they ever seed. grow. But oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, we have a great show for you guys today. Uh, Yogi Cameron, who has been a frequent visitor on the show, he's an Ayurvedic therapist. He's his story is really cool because he was a former fashion model. Um, he was in you know Madonna's videos and such, and then he kind of gave his life, his material life, away for the life of a yogi. And um, today we're going to talk about kind of maintaining physical and spiritual health through this whole crisis. He always has such a great take and my conversations with him are always so amazing. I really love talking to him. So I'm excited to have him on today. Our quote of the day, authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom. For a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. To show up and be real. The choice, to be honest. The choice to let our true selves be seen. And that is from... One of my favorites, Brene Brown, who we need to get on the show, by the way. You're right. I'm writing that down right now. Oh, what a great conversation that would be. Um, great quote. Thank you again for joining us today, guys. Um, we're uh, we're grateful to be able to hold this space for all of us and, uh, and to bring on all of these people that can help us get better together. Uh, if you haven't already joined us, please join us over at Patreon. The link is in the summary of this show. Um, we are doing really focused kind of, um, spiritual and, um, kind of life coaching techniques and tips every week and breaking them down from my favorite teachers. And it's been really, really fun to do. Um, and we have more latitude on YouTube and we really want to make an ad free space and we can do that over there. So, um, if everyone can migrate there, that would be really, really helpful to us, um, and, uh, yeah. And in the meantime, share this show with your friends and your family and the people that you think will really benefit from it and will love it. Um, we are grateful for all of you who are our, um, 
kind of publicist machines because um, it's really helpful for us as we grow this platform. So thank you so much for that. Um, I know, Jeff, you had found this whole fake news life kit that um, we were going to talk about today. And I think uh, it sounds pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, yeah, I mean, Maria, you're often talking about on this show how you often want to be careful when you're receiving news and disseminating news. And um, NPR, you guys know I'm a huge NPR junkie. They have a show called Life Kit. It's started a couple of years ago, but it's cool. It's um, and honestly, a little plug for them. Fans of this show would like it because it's driven towards practical advice and ways to get better and add a little things to your toolkit. But they just did a show on fake news. And actually, the World Health Organization is calling this time in the information age an infodemic. Because... Whoa. Yeah, because so much news is going out that's false. And um, they're saying when a global crisis is happening, especially in today's media climate, viral news tends to spread more readily. So just as the virus is spreading, so too is viral news. And a lot of times it's not real, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is really interesting. Um, And they talk about there are kind of four reasons this could happen. Sometimes it's self-interest. Sometimes it is malicious intent. A lot of times it's financial gain. You know, people can actually, unfortunately, gain currency by spreading bad, bad fake news. But some people, it's genuine altruism. They just don't have the tools to detect whether or not it's fake news. So um, this podcast talked about good information hygiene, like in the same way that we're washing our hands and wearing masks. We can have hygiene with the information we're receiving to make sure that it's clean information and worth spreading. Mm -hmm. So the first one is simple. It just says, be skeptical. Anytime you're hearing news nowadays, just be skeptical about it. Raise, raise your rock people's eyebrow. Hmm. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Speaking of, we got a WWE fan base. That's the rock. Can you do that with your eyebrow? Yeah, of course. I can do it. It's easier when I can look in a mirror. I can do all kinds of crazy things with my face. (laughs) I love it. I wanted to be um, the female Jim Carrey growing up. So. I mean, if you go around sniffing flowers, you, you, we might be able to put a comedy reel together. You yeah, never know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so just being skeptical, they say you can break the chain if you're the first person to take a pause and really take in what you're saying and then fact check it. Mm-hmm. So if you hear something, actually NPR was saying Snopes is a great outlet for this. They have What's a really reliable. So Snopes is a website. Um, they will either confirm or debunk what's going on. So any news you hear, you can type it into Snopes.com and they have a really, really good track record for accuracy. Interesting. Yeah. That's part of the, 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 that's part of the part that's difficult for me when I watch the news, because I feel like at some point in my news career, everything went so opinion based, right? When probably because of the rise of Fox and how, um, Roger Ailes and well, who's the other guy? Not Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes was the... Oh, Murdoch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roger Ailes. Murdoch was the top guy. Roger Ailes is the guy. Um, You know, the way he kind of ran that, ratings went skyrocketing. And then I remember even, like, I was at Access Hollywood at the time, and, you know, our boss at the time was like, we need opinions. You need to have a formed opinion on the subject and whatever. And, you know... um, that that wasn't the case at the Today Show or Nightly News. They were still holding, you know, very high integrity lines, and I believe that they still do. But it's really hard to believe that people are being fair um, and unbiased. It's just it's so hard. 
Um, Especially because there are incentives to not be. That's what stinks is yeah. these news organizations, some of them are staying afloat financially because of the BS they're touting. So, yeah. Or because they're best- really giving their opinion and holding, right. you know, instead of holding someone to the fire with a line of questioning that's fair, it's, you know, it's really pointed and um, opinion-based. And so it's really tough. So, okay, so Snopes, I'm going to have to look into them. Great. Yeah. It's um, usually within like 24 hours, they'll have an update, sometimes less. Um, and even like check the World Health Organization, check the CDC, like just be checking these big, reputable institutions to make sure the information you're receiving is accurate. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the time to be on high alert. If the news is emotional, if it's divisive, if it's high stakes, or if it's recent. <laughs> like our daily press conferences. I know. <laughs> exactly. I know. Guys. That's what's so stressful. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch them. I I need to wait and just like I let the press conference happen and then let like it get filtered and then try to go to my news sources that I trust to find out what's actually going on. It's so wild. Too much. It's too much for me. And then um, the last thing is, I'm sure all of us have people in our life that we can hear spreading the virus, the infodemic, where they're loud on social media, on the phone. Just gently educate them with love. They're coming out with that because they're scared. They want to be helpful in their heart. They believe they're helping. So you say, oh my gosh, I heard that too. But actually it might not be as valid as we thought. I actually checked it with the CDC website. And I checked Snopes. (laughs) Exactly. So just, it's just like the virus, right? We're washing our hands. We're keeping our mask on. As news is spreading, don't be one of those people that's not social distancing with your news, right? Mm -hmm. Be skeptical, be responsible and help. It's only going to make the world better if we're spreading positive and true information about what's going on. So Very break true. the chain and practice good information hygiene. I like that. I like that. Um, Jeff, I have a serious question for you. I'm ready. Um, I hope this isn't inappropriate. What is it like hosting a show when I'm in front of you and on either side of you? Oh, because... <laughs> I just choked on my own snort. <laughs> oh, so for our podcast <laughs> listeners, I joked the other day, I was at an after buzz show. I think I'm really. so funny. It's so stupid. Well, I, I got to pat my own self on the back quickly for our podcast listeners. I'm in the office um, and I am social distancing <laughs> from Maria, but it's a little bit of, you know, a shrine to our wonderful commander in chief. We have two of her books, big posters behind me. But I joked, I was on the bachelor after show Maria and everyone uh, goes, Jeff, where are you? And I go, oh, this is just my bedroom. <laughs> stop it. And they go, I know you're like proud of your boss, but I hope that's not your bedroom. When well, I no, Kevin put the after buzz sign above so that that would be in the shot and you've totally ruined a shot. There you go. Thank you. We need some we like go. company signage in there. So Definitely. this is Kevin and I's biggest, like one of our biggest fights. He's like, Maria, when you walk into celebrities' homes, they have all their like, you know, accolades and awards and pictures. And he's like, and you don't want anything up. And I'm like, because I, I think it's like weird. And so he convinced me that I wasn't owning my successes enough so that in my office I did hang like my New York Times bestselling author, like New York Times article that's framed and some magazine covers and some different moments so that I could, when I walked into my office, I could remember who I was because I think that is important sometimes, especially where we've talked about on the show, life just moves so quickly that you forget and you don't get to own these moments. And then, you know, there's uh, there's some stuff psychologically that happens. And so I did do that. Now, that office that you're in right now, 
is, you know, the the studio office. I had made this beautiful um, wall covering. And it was from a photo I had of these beautiful trees in a forest. And it was going to be the most like, you know, like outdoor feeling while you're inside. And it's so gorgeous. And yet he won't let me hang it up because he wants that shit on the wall. Which, by the way, I'm very proud of those things. But like, wouldn't it be so chic to have these beautiful trees behind you and this like vibe of like the outdoorsy like world? This is where I have to be careful because uh, I work for two bosses. I work for Maria and I work for Kevin. So I, uh, I'm going to just trust trust both of my wonderful mentors. Stephen, you guys work it out. Stephen, what do you think? I think if we could have branding on it, it'd be fine. <laughs> That's how I play both sides. Yeah, you sound yeah. like Kevin. I just think if if Jeff was behind trees right now, we'd need him to like be shirtless or something for it to make sense. Because right, it's like like Jeff's in an office shirt right now. Oh and my he god, looks I would like have he's him in an like, office. Yeah, I would have him in like like um you know like one like of those like Adam and hunting, Eve leaf things, like the hunting um vests. Or oh, something. there you go, Jeff. You could have like the <laughs> the orange earmuff hat on and everything. Well, we could also tie a hammock in there. He could be like Ooh. you know in in like Bora Bora or whatever and he can wear his Hawaiian shirt or something. I think you're really just saying you want a green screen wall in there that we can put Jeff wherever we want. That actually would be hilarious. That's a fun idea. New location every day. That would be way more fun. Where's Jeff like, today? Where's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell Kev, but I'm Team Maria on this one. I would love some trees behind me. Wouldn't it be so pretty? I, I'm in. We'll see if Kevin listens But then to the here's show. the That's problem. Like, I'll, I'll get it put up and then he's going to want to screw those things into the wall and it's going to ruin it. Right? Like we'll Kevin is the guy who created the man curtain because I, I wanted to sleep at night and he wanted to work on his computer, even though his office is a few steps away and it's huge and gorgeous. And so he drilled into my very expensive bed screws so he could hang up a curtain in between us called the man curtain that he was going to manufacture. And so he he doesn't have a lot of respect for nice property. My my beautiful, very expensive sheets that I was gifted as a gift from uh, a friend. Literally the first night, Winnie chewed a hole in them. We had to sew them. Kevin eats in bed. It's totally stained. There's CBD oil stains. There's marker stains. It, it it's just destroyed. We're not allowed to have nice things in this house. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Oh, Kevin. That's why we love them, though. Actually, I know what we can put behind Jeff. What? I think we got hire, we hire an oil painter, and we have them paint you, Max, and Kevin with 
uh, Winnie okay. and Willie, and we do one of those old style above the fireplace, huge wall size oil paintings, and we put that behind Jeff. Dad. It's so funny. I think I'm going to get my way, but like maybe, oh, I know what I could do. All right. He would still want the branding, but I can have the wall covering go up and it's going to be stunning. And then what I would do is get those easels and put the branding posters on the easels. I I was thinking we just have Jeff get it tattooed across his forehead. (gasps) That's a fantastic idea. After Buzz TV. Where do you work? Boom. Two-time New York Times best-selling author. How much would we have to pay you (laughs) to get that tattooed across your forehead? (laughs) Company car. That's it? That's it? (laughs) Steven had one of those. (laughs) I didn't didn't even have to get a tattoo. What are we doing? We're ruining this. Just a company car? Just a company car, Jeff? (laughs) Jeff... Please let me negotiate for you when you go. Your wife is going to murder us because I'm so going to do this. This is, by the way, I'm supposed to be on those shows like Jackass and stuff. Like I would totally, I would never tattoo this stuff on my head, but I'm the sadist that would allow it to Oh, it's the Boston. You can't take the Boston out of you, Maria. Jeff, what about a henna Uh... tattoo? How about we do a henna tattoo of the Afterbiz logo on your forehead? We we could do that just to, to mess with Kevin. So I would show him the new studio. Or the new studio office with the thing. And he'll be like, where's the branding? And then all of a sudden, Jeff will swivel around in the chair. And he'll have henna tattoos on his head. <laughs> I, please, can we figure out a way to do this? Henna I'm tattoos in, wipe in. off, right? Uh, after several weeks. <laughs> it's quarantine. It's quarantine. <laughs> I'm going to pee in my pants right now. Wait, that's amazing. If only this was yesterday, it'd be 420. And then it makes sense to have trees behind Jeff. Oh. Oh my right. god why trees 420 420 is like the weed is that the, it's weed? the weed oh, day yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not very good at smoking weed. trees anyway. guys that is i'm literally crying at thinking of jeff with <laughs> a tattoos and the fact that he's like okay for a company car okay we can make that happen oh boy <laughs> i speak too much <laughs> i can't wait till your wife hears this she's gonna be like are you nuts oh she'll love it oh company my car, though. god Oh, my face hurts. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think we killed Maria, Jeff. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. That is so funny. Yogi camera's not going to have anyone to talk to. I'm literally crying. I'm about to have a total meltdown. <laughs> we should get one of those Instagram filters that automatically puts the logo on your forehead, Jeff. <laughs> Oh my god. But you know what we could do? We could flash light, right? Like Batman like signals. We could do light locos on the trees. Just can't move on his, too much. On his face. We could take his shirt off. We, do. we could shave it into his chest hair, is what you're saying, Maria. Are you okay over there? There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Just so all the listeners know, um, I'm locked in a box and Jeff's in a completely other room. So if Maria laughs herself to death, there are no paramedics or any help coming. Guys, I'm literally hysterically crying right now. (laughs) All it took was a company car. I'm just thinking about (laughs) I don't know why I think this is so funny. Oh my god, guys, this is what happened to me. <laughs> this is what happened to me on set sometimes. 
And everybody would look and they'd be like, oh no, here she goes. She's gone. We're going to lose her. Oh, man. We need some Ayurvedic centering. You know, my dad um, shaved a cross into his chest to show everyone he was a religious person. This was years ago at a huge afterbus party. We had like this neon party with all 400 of our hosts in the backyard. And so he did it. On... With a safety razor and no shaving cream, might I add. Oh, my God. And he, he did it again on Good Friday. <laughs> so on Easter Sunday, he's flashing my whole family, his, his cross on his chest. Oh, my God. But I was just thinking, like, Jeff with the shirt off. And then we have just logos all over his body. <laughs> We're going to turn There's you into enough. a NASCAR driver, Jeff. <laughs> There's enough hair to make it happen. I'm not Greek, but I might as well be because I have the, uh, the body hair of a Mediterranean person. Oh my goodness! I that was really really funny. Um, I need a little time to transition out of that so I can get into an interview with Yogi Cameron. <laughs> okay, Meditate. so so have we voted on whether we're going to do the green trees behind Jeff, and then we have makeshift ways to keep those logos up for the shows, like easels or something. Easels are a great pitch. I've actually got one. I'll bring it in, or we I could just it. nail them into the trees. No, I don't want I my trees but nailed. But it looked like we're nailed. It looked like it's nailed onto the tree. Yeah, that's true. You could just we'll do that. It. Which is what that first book's background is, right? Those little things are nailed into the tree. <clears throat> oh shoot! Maybe that's why my orange tree died. Your book cover killed your orange tree. Perhaps, perhaps. Um. Oh. Uh... <coughs> we killed wow. her, guys. That was really freaking funny. I I don't know. Whew. I don't know if I'm going to recover from this one. This this one was a good one. Um okay. Well, uh Yogi Cameron is a um yoga and ayurvedic therapist. As I said, he's a former fashion model, best-selling author who's going to join us to discuss how to maintain a uh good physical and spiritual health. Um, through this whole COVID-19 pandemic. As you can see, he's got his greenery and his background as well. Welcome to the show, Yogi Cameron. Hi, thank you for having me. I just finished having a complete laughing fit where I hysterically cried. It's probably emotions that have been pent up and needing to come out. Um, But now I'm better. (laughs) 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 I was like, I need seconds to get out of this before I start talking to Cameron. I was crying laughing. Mm. Um, How has has the quarantine life been for you? Uh, As you know, as uh, my wife and I, as yogis, we're trained to take everything as it comes. So the idea is that we're not in control of anything. Um, from the breakfast we eat to what time we get up, we think we're in sort of in charge of all these things, but we train to let go of everything. So we're affected by things, but it's minimized. Um, but actually the way we live and the way people are living today is the way we would live in an ashram or a monastery or something like that, which we visit many times a year in India, which is simple living, close quarters, in the same place, um doing service work and that kind of stuff so uh we're kind of okay in it we're doing okay with it so we've had so many conversations over gosh over a decade of knowing each other longer um 
and I know this about you, and I know that you probably have a belief as to why this is happening to us. So tell me why you think this is happening. So the belief in the yogic culture from 10,000 years ago, before we had religions, before we had anything, was that all things are under the law of karma. Uh, karma, the word just means action. And like all scientists came uh, who explained this to us is for every action, there's a reaction. So karma doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means if you throw a ball uh, slowly, it lands slowly. If you throw it fast, it goes faster. Uh, uh, same with everything in life. So this is just another part of our karmic journey as souls. Um, because when we're busy, we're running around. <clears throat> we sort of see each other as these people running around and we just see food and cars and houses and babies and all that kind of stuff. And in this moment, because it's still and everybody's sort of having to be still, I think everybody's feeling inwardly, uh, looking inwardly rather than outwardly uh, when they're busy and seeing what does life mean at the moment. Mm -hmm. So everything comes down to karma, one action or the other. And we're karmically going through this journey. So we can surmise and say that, for example, we're polluting the earth too much. So the earth has to slow us down. So it needs to clean itself. Um, we're going too fast. So uh, Mother Nature did something to slow us down. We can sort of do that as a guesswork um, if we want to look at it in a I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Positive way. But actually, everything is just to do with karma and what we need to go through. Individually, we have our karma, and then we have our collective karma, which we go through together. And this is very much a collective karma moment. But it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just uh, perception is everything. However you look at this, uh, this could be the greatest time. I'm talking to people all over the world, and some of them are having the most amazing breakthroughs and conscious uh, things and some other people are having the worst time of their life so the moment is creating people's reality and I think if everybody starts looking inward more and not so much outward in their life and saying oh my god I'm scared of this and that and the other uh, everybody will sort of have a peaceful time and understand what it means to their life as an individual and then what it means collectively yeah, what does it say about you if you are either having the worst time or the best time? 
It, it means uh, the people who are having the best time are the ones who can enjoy the stillness and say, what does this mean for the next phase of my life? Uh, A, how have I been living? And B, how can I better how I'm living with nature, with my neighbors, with people, um, and taking a good look at everything? Because this is an unprecedented time in our history where the whole world had to slow down together and stillness was created together. It's never happened before. So it's creating a stillness for the earth itself. So if you're always somebody running around, traveling, looking to the outside uh, for gratification, for pleasure, for the answers, then this, this is the worst time of your life because there's no movement. So mm -hmm. you're kind of stuck with yourself. If you're somebody who loves stillness and doesn't mind looking inward through meditation and other methods, um, you're having the greatest time because you're thinking this stillness is giving me an opportunity to lay out the path ahead in a much better way than I was before, because before I was a little bit busy. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder, could you, I mean, you're not a fortune teller, but could you ever have predicted something like this? Oh, yeah. These things are written in history uh, the Vedas are the oldest books we know. They sort of, we don't know exactly how long, but they're definitely around 10,000 years old. And these books were written by sages. And they were said that all these things will come to pass. Uh, that's why they gave us all these practices to do spiritual practices, because they said, no matter how much money you have, food you have, royalty you have, you're rich, poor, whatever, um, in those moments which are coming to you, uh, you will need to turn to spirituality or your faith, let's call it, uh, because that's what's going to get you through this and that's what's going to give you understanding. But these things have to happen um, because they're part of our evolution. Um, good times are not just what's happening because if we study the good times, let's call them, uh, people have been under more stress than ever. People have got more debt than ever. People are like chasing, you know, something forever. Uh, these good times that we call them have been times where more people are on medication, more people are, you know, turning to CBD and all this kind of stuff. Um, so although <laughs> we think they're prosperous times, they've been the most stressful and unhealthy times for most of the population. So, the earth, we forget that we're in, we either live in balance with the earth or the earth will make us live in balance with her. So if we go too far ahead, she will shift the balance. So we have to come back. So we polluted too much. She'll adjust us. Uh, we just didn't see this kind of thing coming. Uh, but I don't think this is it. This is a warning uh, if you want to look at it that way. Um, this is a warning for bigger things. Uh, let's say she coughed this time and made us stop. But next time it can be a lot worse because um, we need to learn our lessons of balance. If we don't live in balance, in, in your house, for example, if you don't live in balance, what happens? At some point you feel sick and you, you're not feeling good. You'll always strive to come back to that balance. And the earth is no different. Yeah. <clears throat> Two things from what you just said. First of all, for 
the audience's sake, explain sages and the Vedas. Sages are teachers. Uh, They were, you know, when you're doing your meditation and we talk about consciousness, sages were in the highest consciousness. So you could say Christ was in that consciousness. Buddha was in that consciousness. Uh, These sages I'm talking about were 10, 11, 12,000 years ago. And the Vedas were the oldest books. uh, They originated in India. Um, And they were written not in the language that you could read, but they were chanted. So this is where the, uh, the people who studied them would chant, and then they would get in their higher consciousness the answers. Um, so these were very, let's say, high conscious, um, godly people. Mm-hmm. And they brought us these, and in all of these texts where Ayurvedic medicine comes from, astrology comes from, it's all written that we will go through uh, amazing times, very conscious times, very low conscious times, We'll go through uh, disease, decay, um, abundance. It's the natural cycle of life, let's call it. Second question based on what you said, is CBD oil bad? Is that what you were saying? (laughs) Because I need to know. Well, CBD that doesn't have THC, um, doesn't alter your mind, is fine to some degree. Um, The problem with taking any type of uh, mind-altering substances, let's call them, is that if you you use them medicinally uh, for a short period of time, they're okay. Um, If you use them long-term, they alter your mind too Mm -hmm. much. So we never want to be out of our minds in that sense. We want to, it's like taking, um, you, you got some pain in your body, so you take some whatever Tylenol or something for it once, twice, that's fine. But if you keep using it for six months, your body's mechanism can't uh, take care of itself. So mm-hmm. that's why I mentioned CBD. Okay. Balance, this whole notion of balance, we've talked about this so much. And it's evident when you're not in balance, like you said, when illness arises um, and so much more. So go a little deeper in that for people to understand um, and then how it kind of has a ripple effect. Because when you talk about the fact that this is just kind of like the warning shot, if you think about it, how many warning shots have we been having along the way between the fires and all of these huge devastating um, situations and, and, you know, earthly devastations, but then also, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had all these, terrorist attacks and school shootings and such and it's Mm -hmm. i feel like there have been a lot of warning shots yeah the earth um as you know i work with ayurvedic medicine and uh, like chinese medicine we talk about the elements of fire earth and air and it's a simple scientific thing when one of the elements gets too much um, our bodies react and then nature reacts too so the earth has been getting hotter and hotter So the element of fire has becoming too much on the earth. Uh, The people are getting hotter. The mentality is getting hotter, more anger, more frustration. And then we're moving too quickly. So the element of earth that we need for grounding, that's what brings us balance when there's too much fire or air, is not there because everybody's moving and trying to gain and work too hard and rushing, 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 right? So what we've created since the Industrial Revolution, basically, is rushing. 
we're, we're getting faster and faster and faster and the earth can feel that and when seven and a half billion people are just moving constantly too much uh the earth itself like we know through science is getting the global warming is getting hotter so we uh it's interesting now the earth all the scientists are saying the earth is cleaner the waters are cleaning up uh the temperature has dropped somewhat why because we are not moving and when we don't move our cars don't move uh, our breath is slower uh, we speak slower we're not rushing around the earth is feeling that and is healing herself from that and that's the balance so i think the lesson for all of us is how you know the earth is teaching us but what can we do in our life from the moment we wake up to the time we go to bed what as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful Pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful Pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Wasn't in balance before. And look at that. And then say, how am I going to change um, because I'm hoping nobody is saying, look, I want everything to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, that would be, I, I feel, the wrong approach because uh, look at your life. How were you living? Mm -hmm. My approach would be, what can I do to live a balanced life? You know, what time do I wake up in the morning? Uh, what do I drink first thing? What do I eat? Uh, how quickly am I rushing out of the door? Uh, how many things am I trying to fit into one day? You know, uh, what am I doing that's basically not in balance? So I would suggest everybody look at that and then say, how can I do it better? You know, because there's, there's really no other way. There's no pills you can take. There's no amount of CBD you can smoke or take or whatever it is. That um, just isn't. The law of nature is if you don't live in balance with me, I will kick your butt. Mm -hmm. you know, there's just no other way <clears throat> and throughout history it's it's proven itself yeah how um how would you have someone examine what's out of balance in their life at home okay so there's a everybody has this inner barometer of heat and cold let's go to the basic when you're running when you're doing an activity you're drinking your coffee you're eating your breakfast you're speaking uh, you're doing business calls, whatever you're doing, just see how is your temperature rising or is it normal? You know, is your voice getting higher and more aggravated or is it normal? Start to put a little check on yourself. See if your body's temperature is getting too hot or too cold. You know, it's kind of like when you eat, are you eating too much or too little? You know, 
this is a very good time to get to know ourselves. So we, because again, nobody can do this for you, is the balance is uh, my stomach feels good. I've just eaten. I, I don't feel too, I don't feel full. and I definitely don't feel empty. It feels good. I don't feel sleepy after I eat. I feel right. Um, and again, when I'm speaking, am I getting, is my temperament getting too hot? Is it getting too aggravated? Well, then I need to tone it down a little bit so my body temperature lowers. So these are all things that we can monitor about ourselves. Um, am I getting too lazy? You know, my body temperature will really go down if I'm kind of slouching around, I'm watching too much TV, and I'm not sticking to some kind of routine. So we have to be the one who monitors ourselves. Uh, and I think w one thing that's happened is um, people have just kind of jumped on the internet and now they feel like everybody's got to do this stuff for them. But the answer is, if you don't do it for yourself and start monitoring yourself and having to discipline yourself, nobody can actually do it for you. Yeah. What kind of routine, you know, you said that you guys don't really have Oh, a routine. It sounds like it's, it's, no, no, kind we, of, do. You do. we do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I thought, is... I mean, from my past with you, I always felt like you did, but there was something you yeah. said at the beginning of the show where you kind of take things as they come. That made me think maybe you shifted something. Well, that's, what I'm talking about events, uh, the, the virus as it comes, the people, as it comes, the news, as it comes, whatever is coming, we, we, we take it as it comes. But from the moment we get up in the morning to when we go to sleep, we have a routine and we have markers. Um, if you just keep getting up whenever you feel like it, you just won't feel good. So during this time, everybody should, uh, anybody who wants to be proactive in their life should have a routine. So getting up at the same time is really important because at some point you're going to have to go back to work, to your office, or even if you decide to stay at home and work, you should get up as if you're going to your office. Um, then you, uh, what do you do the first thing when you get out of bed? You know, you shower, you brush your teeth. Um, you know, do you do something healthy before you kind of have your coffee and all that? Again, we do spiritual practice and some exercise and things uh, because we feel like if our body wants to feel alive and energetic the whole day, we should do something energizing. Um, so ours is spiritual practice. And then we get into breakfast and all the other things. Uh, we do reading during the day. Uh, we check in with family during the day. Um, we have these kind of markers, things that we hit. Um, so we're not sitting around not feeling productive. Um, the mind, if you leave it alone, uh, will start to get way quick. It's way quicker to get into negativity than it is positivity. So if you leave the mind alone, it, it won't gravitate to enthusiasm and excitement and what's the next thing. It will kind of say, well, maybe I'll take a nap or maybe I'll watch something, you know. So you have to be on top of this as if you're at a, it's your regular day at work, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, so by the time midday comes and you're having your lunch, you're not sleepy and groggy and like, mm, you know, I've got another eight hours to go kind of thing. You're you're doing things. And uh, I mean, <laughs> what is what has everybody been saying for how many years now? If only I had more time, if only I had some more space to myself, if only, well, here it is, 
what do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. You know? And then, of course, um, nighttime, we have a routine as well before we go to bed of uh, chanting and doing some meditation. Uh, we check in to see how did we live our day? What can we do better tomorrow? Um, is anybody needs us in service? Um, all of these things connecting with people. So we should have a routine. And the people who have a routine will come out of this and like nothing happened. Uh, and they'll just continue and they'll feel better for it um, instead of the people who kind of are just chilling out. So tell me kind of the the difference between having that routine and all these markers and also being able to be comfortable with stillness because mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the uncomfortable thing for a lot of people is the stillness. And I know you said that your mind can be filled with a lot of negativity if you don't have this routine, but isn't part of the yogi way to be okay with stillness and to embrace it? Well, stillness doesn't mean you're just sitting still. Stillness means you are at stillness in your mind while you're reading, while you're speaking, while you're doing things. Stillness is not about stillness of just the body. So we do need stillness of the body at times. Um, but and, it, and I'm not just talking about staying busy for the sake of staying busy. I'm saying being productive in terms of uh, what is going to allow you to be better when you come out of this. Do you mean like uh, because- you have to be present maybe? Present, yeah, still and <clears throat> present in the moment of whatever you're doing. Got so it. as I'm speaking to you, my, my feel a stillness within me. So I can say what I need to say and I can vocalize what I'm saying in a calm and peaceful way. Uh, so stillness doesn't always mean just being still or doing nothing. So for instance, you can be still and contemplate uh, something for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and yes, your body is still, or you might do it as a walking meditation while you're walking in the park. Um, so it's a really a mo- more of a mindset. And like you said, being present in that. Uh, because when you're more still in the mind, you are present. You're listening to people. Your interactions are about give and take rather than just trying to speak and talk and get your point across, you know? So in a conversation, for example, with family, friends, and everybody, when you feel still and not nervous, you can interact listening to somebody, not just hearing them. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I had to pause for one second. Stephen, I'm hearing things in the headphones in here. So whatever's going on in there, I can hear out here. Okay. Um, So how can people build their spiritual practice in this time? It goes with, first of all, your belief. Um, let's, if you're a religious person, you, you need to, let's say you're a Christian, for example, you need to be more Christ-like. You need to stick to, not start switching and doing some other things. Be grounded in what you're doing. Uh, be unified with everybody, but be grounded in being Christ-like and do those practices that you know. If you feel like you don't have enough practices, then, you know, meditation, breathing practices, yoga practices, um, group, people are doing uh, group meditations online, group yoga online, uh, all these kind of things. So uh, if you're somebody who can do it alone, do it alone. If you're somebody who needs a group because you need stimulation with a group, then find your group. 
Um, but uh, for, for example, we have inspireliving.co. It's a free site. You can go on there and there's plenty of uh, different meditations and chanting and all that. But if you want it, you'll find it. It's about this, this moment. It's funny, all these years I've been hearing us and maybe we've spoken about it is everybody's taking baby steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been, a lot of people use this term baby steps. And I think mm-hmm. we've gone now past baby steps. I think everybody needs to throw that phrase out and say, this moment has taught us that uh, if we're going too slow and we've just taken baby steps, we're not, we're not ready. We need to now say anything could happen at any time very quickly like this did. So baby steps are not the way to go anymore. It's full on. Jump in, learn meditation, learn yoga practice, learn breathing practices. Because these are the tools that are going to get you through everything, right? So today I had an emergency with a client, with somebody, you know, um, they've fallen, they, they could die. It could happen in a moment, Yeah. you know, right? Uh, we saw this takeover in one day you're walking down the street, next day you have to stay in your house. So we, we take it for granted that we're going to have plenty of time and it's going to be fine. Let's take our time. I don't think we can live like that anymore. I think we we need to learn to live uh, and say, I am now going to have to be more spiritual, learn what it means to be spiritual, because you are actually already spiritual. You just got to learn the tools to use it, you know? So uh, I think this is the moment that instead of all this physical and mental stuff that people are holding on to, it's time to go deeper in spiritually, connect with your soul, connect with what's more important, connect with everybody else. Uh, and the beauty of this virus has shown that everybody needs each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can't just be, hey, I'm cool. I'm on my own. Uh, life's great. You know, and all this kind of no, thing. No, because be Yogi, computer. we're better together. Exactly. <clears throat> so it's absolutely not about individuality as we've been through you know the 80s the 90s the the beginning of the 2000s up to now has brought this movement of individuality and people are suffering for it right now and this i think should now be the decade moving forward of unity coming together spiritually um, ecologically and doing more for the earth and like I said, look at your life and see, are, are you using biodegradable trash bags? Are you using biodegradable poop bags? Are you, what can you do for the earth and not keep using the earth and abusing the earth because it will cough again and give us some problems. So, um, but we can only do this through spirituality. Our connection with the earth is spiritual. It's not physical or mental, right? Where the earth is not thinking mentally. It's not physically thinking with our bodies. It's living in unity with our bodies. So if you want great health, you need to be in line with with the earth. But spiritually, it's connecting with the trees and the animals and the things. That's when you need to have that grounded spiritual practice. And if you're not a practitioner, um, if you are a practitioner, you need to go in deeper and do more. If you're just starting you need to start to learn how to just do basic breathing practices. Um, It's not that you're going to jump into a deep meditation practice. You're going to have to learn basic chanting um, and start that. 
And I'll say that, you know, a lot of people are looking for powerful practices. Uh, it's not the powerful practices you should be looking for. It's you taking a practice and making it powerful by repeating that practice. Mm. Right? So we all became good at what we did because we did it a, hundreds of thousands of times, right? You became great at what you do is because you interviewed so many people and you saw everything and then eventually you got your flow. Uh, people tend to jump into spirituality and think after 10 times, I got this. And this is a lifelong journey uh, that would take you forever. Um, I've been in this 25 years and I, I didn't get anywhere, you know, in that sense. So it's spirituality isn't about getting anywhere. It's about living peacefully, living connect, soul connecting and uh, living in line with the earth. Yeah, you know, before this happened, I feel like there were many times where I had guests on and we were having kind of, you know, spiritual talks and they felt confident that our spiritual awareness and our levels of consciousness were going up. Mm. Do you believe that to be true? And do you think that it's getting better now even through this crisis? Or do you think that we are you know, polarized. I mean, I, I don't know. I would, I mm. kind of feel like we're both extremes. <laughs> There's no middle ground. It's just one way or the other, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, the people who are grounded in their practice are fine. They understand that, Hey, this is a part of evolution. Not, there's nothing big going on here. This is just evolution. Um, the people who are not grounded and sort of, uh, like you said, there has been a movement, which is great, of people becoming more conscious of spirituality. But what took over was the talking about spirituality. So very few people are practitioners of spirituality. And spirituality, you know, it's like you want to build a house and you keep talking about it and you kind of lay the groundwork, but then you don't build the house or you build just the kitchen. That's been going on and it's very easy to do in spiritual um, world is just talk mm -hmm. and feel that you're getting somewhere. Um, you know, I've, I've been in India many years with gurus who can leave their bodies whenever they want. They can do all this stuff. And even when you talk to them, they're like, I didn't get anywhere. I'm just here. You know, God is in charge of the divine is in charge of my body and my mind, and it can go in one second. So even after, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years of practice, they're very humble about it. And what's happened over the time is the ego is very arrogant. So it thinks it's getting somewhere. So the, what you're talking about is, is the mind really thinking we're getting somewhere. Um, we're growing, we're becoming more conscious. We're really very at the baby steps of getting conscious. Um, we're, we're right there as very, you know, we should be very humble about every little thing we get and, and say, you know, a virus can come and take everything away very quickly. So we should really turn to humbleness and know that we need each other and start connecting and not worrying about how conscious we are and how advanced we are and how powerful these practices are. And, you know, I think, I feel what, what this um, time is going to do is wash away a lot of the, 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 I like to call it frivolousness of what we've built through advertising and through promotions and all that stuff, you know, I'm the answer to your problems kind mm -hmm. of thing. I think a lot of that's just going to get washed away 
and people are going to get down to the basics of i am spiritual i have everything god divine whatever you want to call it gave me everything i need i'm not less than anybody else why am i going to go listen to this one and that one who have the answer for me and nobody people can guide me beautiful but nobody can make me feel better you know because we've had this movement of so many spiritual leaders and talks and um, i don't know whatever they call themselves that they have the answer and i think now we're going to go back to basics people should live basic um, really honor their own time during the day um, not being shops shopping all the time and buying useless things that they got to throw out after you know two years or whatever it is and i think when people start to do that they'll be so happy they'll spend more time with their families like they are now they'll connect more you know on a human level they won't be looking so much to keep building and becoming the greatest um and we're going to move together a little a little bit more so we we're really at the beginning of something conscious um but it's it's kind of like somebody told me one time what do you think about hot yoga and i said you know a real guru is laughing at hot yoga he's like that's not yoga and he said but isn't it better people are doing hot yoga than not doing any yoga isn't that better and i said well i mean if if your body is too hot and you're drinking um alcohol and you're like well it's liquid isn't that better than nothing well no actually it's worse than anything because alcohol is going to make you even hotter and give you more problems so it's not so we've kind of done that and frivolized things and now i think people will start to see the truth of things hopefully and say i i need to do this no more baby steps i need to do this properly i need to live simple and i have the answers within me i don't need to keep looking for the answers outside i need to just connect with one or two people and do this and i have the strength and then we're going to start to feel much better and um and live in um in that and get to that higher consciousness i love that and i think one of the things that stuck out to me is kind of the reconciling of a simple life with um ambition right mm -hmm. so how can you live a simple life without voiding out ambition right mm -hmm. well when you're let's come back to the question of balance when you're in balance because you get up at the right time you eat the right things you're not rushing your level of wanting things and that what you're talking about will be uh, much more focused on one thing not on five things right so your ambition will be I want to become great at this thing that I do and I'm not in a rush I've got time I'm going to do it methodically I'm not putting myself on a timer here that I've got to get this done because I've got three other things that I want to master as well when you when you're living in balance then your ambitions are much more in line with your beliefs which are this is the way I want to live when your ambitions are out of control it means you want to do you want to conquer the world mm -hmm. and we've already got way too many people trying to conquer the world and it's kind of a, like a 
this is going to be a reset for a lot of people who thought they want to conquer the world and realize that the world will conquer you if you're if you, like it has if you're not living in line with it so now we got to get back to the basics and say is my uh, desires out of control and if they're out of control i got to bring them back into balance because and also are they my desires or are they environmental kind mm-hmm. of um side effect desires like is it because everyone will think something of me because i want this or i'm going to achieve this or that yeah exactly so am i going to get an award for it all these kind of things um if we're living in balance we're not worried about who's patting us on the back we're not worried about anybody saying hey you're great which is what you know sort of is going on and uh we're going to get back we're going to get into a place where we feel worthy and nobody has to tell us we're worthy we actually feel worthy so we don't need any self help books and all these other things to tell us we're great or we're we're fine and all these kind of things that strength which we're going to find within us is going to balance our um you know i'm going to come to you and say hey what do you you want to do something together and you say oh yeah let's do it with so and so because suddenly you got 10 people working together and you're a family and you're having an amazing time you're not trying to rule the world and there's room for plenty of other people to do what they do and it's not so few people eating most of the pie kind of thing because again another imbalance in the world is you know i read a statistic the other day was was 65% of people in the world own more money and more finances than half the population which is about 3 and 1/2 billion people close to 4 billion people have less money than 65 people in the world wow we just can't live with that it, you and i can agree on it and go oh great it's wonderful it's capitalism but the earth rebels against that the earth just is like i'm not having that <laughs> mm, let's stop this right Uh, and I work with a lot of people in the world, and most of those people they they're sick, they get cancer, they they've got troubles and whatever because they just have the weight too much weight on them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying you work with some of those 65 people. Yeah, yeah, around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and they got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what happens is it's not. I, let's say it's not their fault you know the capitalism is set up the way it is um so you know you go for it and you make business and it works and it's working so you're not going to put the brakes on it so it's not their fault it's the it's the way the system is set up that we revere people who just you know try their hardest until the wheels come off yeah and here we're saying is um let's all get together let's start you know put this capitalism uh, it's here we're not going to put it put it aside but the new thought should be how can we all live in it together um and start rebalancing uh this whole thing because right now the food banks don't have enough food and some people have way too much food you know so the imbalance is there in all areas of life and it's not just one thing that we got to work out So you and I and everybody have to think about this and say it starts with our own life uh it starts with being more spiritual not acting more spiritual but being more spiritual and then unifying 
because through unification we'll understand each other's issues and we can because everybody's good at something you know someone's a plumber one's a builder one's a this one's a that and one person isn't everything you know so this is where we're heading whether we like it or not um and all the generations you know z and y and all these guys uh they understand it um but it's it's us doing it personally that matters yeah i mean i think it's it's so loud the imbalance is so loud it's so loud um and now it's deafening uh mm-hmm. it's been loud now it's deafening and i think i think that a lot of people i mean i've speaking i'm speaking to people every day and i feel like most people are happier now mm-hmm. i know obviously at the same time it's scary and it's difficult it's mm-hmm. um unbearable for those who've lost their Mm-hmm. incomes and um all of that but there is a large segment of people who are seeing so many benefits from this time mm-hmm. and you know it is that rushing around and now instead we're on zoom and now no one has to rush around and the same things are accomplished yeah oh yeah it's a choice everything comes down to a choice um yes if you have a financial burden you have stress it's real it's in your head. You're wondering how you're going to pay the bills, your rent and everything. Totally. Like it's understandable. If you can look beyond it and say, if I didn't have that stress, how do I feel about this moment? Let me, uh, for 30 minutes, put that stress aside. And do I, am I okay with this moment? And how would I do better in this moment? And if I do have stress, what do I want to do about it in, in the future? Because this can happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't, we don't want hindsight to always be the, you know, the, the, in our rear view mirror, we want to get ahead a, a little bit and say, disasters will happen. Disease will happen. Misfortune will happen. Uh, bad luck will happen, whatever you want to call it. Am I prepared? You know, and what am I going to do? And how am I going to react in that time? Because that's really where my character is. When times are great, that's not really who I am right? I'm just chilled out. Anybody could be chilled out. But how am I in that disaster? How am I in this difficult time? That's really who I am. So how am I going to change myself? So if I do have the stress, let me put it aside one moment and say, what should I do different right now? And what should I do? So in six months, I'm feeling good, you know, because it's not realistic that life doesn't have ups and downs. It does. And if we're trying to live a life where there's no downs, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, so we, we have to be realistic and live a life and be prepared for all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about being ready spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and even physically to, to handle these ups and downs because they are going to, you know, happen. That's just life. That's the nature of life. Um, Do you, I know I know the answer, but I have to ask anyway. Do you have any fears at this time? Uh, fear will, um, none of us are devoid of fear. Okay. Fear okay. will, it's like I love when people ask, um, I've he- heard this question asked by Oprah and people to spiritual people. They're like, are you afraid of death? And they're like, no. I'm like, 
That's a really hard question to ask, answer because you won't know that until you until your last breath. Yeah. <laughs> so asking about fear is kind of the same. None of us are devoid of fear. Uh, fear is that moment which grasps you, even when you're not even, um, you know, you, you're, you're sitting in a movie theater or whatever it is. This comes along. Um, fear is that moment where you let go of your inner belief and your inner strength of who you truly are and that divinity that you're connected to. And you start to play a movie in your head of all the things that could go bad. That's what fear is. So the person who can connect always to their spirituality and their divinity and God and soul or whatever you want to call it, higher consciousness, knows that whatever happens, doesn't matter, whatever happens across the board, they're okay. And that is supposed to happen to them. The one who gets the fear, and yes, to answer your question, sometimes fear does come, if I disconnect from that source, it comes in and says, well, what if, mm -hmm. what, what if this happens? You know, I'm sure for everybody first, it was the fear of, Oh my God, I'm going to get the virus. Then everybody went home and hibernated. And then it was like, Oh my God, I'm going crazy. There's still in here. And I, all these people in here are driving me crazy or I'm alone. This is not healthy. You know, am I got enough toilet paper and food and da, da, da. So it's one thing after the other, because we're only looking at the outer world and saying, can the outer world fulfill my needs? But if I can move past that, and that's where the spiritual connection is, and say, no matter what's happening, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then you're connected. So that's the really the trick. So none of us avoid a fear. It's mm -hmm. just do we unplug from that source or do we plug back in? And sometimes we, you know, we're unplugged and we're like, oh my God. So we just have to remember at that moment, read something spiritual, uh, sit down quietly, close your eyes, chant mantra, slow down your breathing, lie down if you need to, count your breathing, whatever it is that, you know, you're trained to do or you need to be trained to do and plug back in. And then you're going to be like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I like that. I'm, I'm, I, I shouldn't have assumed I knew the answer to that because yeah. I thought you were going to say, no, I'm not afraid of anything. But I feel the same way. I feel like when I'm connected and I'm connected more often than not, I feel like whatever's happening is happening for our, our good, whether we see it now or not. Um, and, you know, uh, and then, of course, when I'm not connected and, you know, you have that, mm -hmm. okay, what if, what if, what if, what if? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, um, I think we're such resilient creatures mm -hmm. and I think that the earth is resilient and I think that we will be fine. And um, that's why we're here every day to keep talking about it in various mm -hmm. ways, in various forms, in various people so that you might connect with you know, a certain amount of the people listening and watching. And then, you know, we had Kyle Richards on. She might connect with other people who mm -hmm. are in a different space. But I do feel like, for the most part, it's going to change us in a lot of positive ways. Yeah, it's it's totally up to each individual to come out of this positively or negatively. It's just how you, it's just how you're going through it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, 
sometimes I see people wearing this badge says F cancer, you know, screw cancer, you know, we're going to beat this thing. That is more the ego is going to beat it. It's the mind that's like, I am fearful, but I'm screw this. I'm going to, you know, try my hardest. There's that way of doing it, but fear can creep in. Um, I suggest you do it the other way, which is be humble and say, this life is, I'm not in charge of this life. There's divinity that lives within this life, uh, God, soul, consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And if I have cancer, if I've got a cold, if I have a headache, if I'm abundant, whatever's happening to me is happening for what you said. It's, it's happening for a good reason. It's happening to elevate. It's happening for karmic reasons. It's happening, but it's never happening to me for a bad reason, you know? And that way you can always be uplifted no matter what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is difficult. It's not always easy to feel uplifted, but nothing's happening to us for a bad reason. But it's what if always... like, what if you've just lost someone you loved to coronavirus or something? I say, you know, you miss them. Definitely you miss them, but you connect with them. Uh, when, I, when my dad passed, my mom was so connected to her, to his body. I said, he's here. His soul, his consciousness is still here. You know, you don't even need to think about them in memory. They are here. You can connect with them. But you got to do it through spirituality and connectiveness. Uh, this isn't a mind concept. It's not an intellectual thing you can do saying, oh, they're here. So I'm connected with them. It's actually sitting still and connecting with that soul because their energy mm -hmm. and you are energy and you have that energy within you so you can actually connect with them they haven't gone away um so in that sense we in the yogic philosophy we don't feel any we've lost anybody everybody's still around right i i don't see you you're a good friend of mine i don't think oh i miss maria you know if i do i'm missing your body and your mind kind of thing but i am connected with you so if I want to connect with you for a moment, I just sit quietly, close my eyes, breathe slowly, and I connect with you. And, and you will feel maybe in a thought, oh, I wonder where Cameron is, mm. you know, or, oh, I, I hope he's okay, you know, yeah. and that's where, how, how many thousands of times have we all said to each other, oh, I'm I was just thinking about you, you sent me a text. <laughs> totally. But you know what, I do that, I know this sounds crazy, but I... I do it with um, my dogs. Like I've been missing mm -hmm. some of my dogs that I, you know, in the heat of my crazy life I've lost and I don't feel like I've properly gotten to digest it. Mm -hmm. um, I will, I will feel myself holding them mm. and it feels so good because I can, yeah. I can really feel them. Yeah. And so that is a really, um, a really great way to do this. I wonder before we let you go, um, what are the three takeaways that people should be looking for during this time? Uh, I suggest is uh, watch your routine, really fine tune your routine, especially now we're kind of at the peak of things. You're going to be let out of the house in two or three weeks or a month, you know, within that sort of time frame. Be very um, vigilant of what time you wake up in the morning. Make it the same. You know, it's like going to work. You're ready. Be ready. Um, 
do something healthy before you start drinking a coffee and taking your phone and all the rest of it, whether it's exercise, whether it's meditation, whether it's a um, yoga routine, get online. You know, if you have your own practice, make sure you're doing it. Do something healthy that gets your body energized before you start to do other things. Because when you're energized, you'll think positively. Mm -hmm. If you just go in the kitchen and you grab your coffee and you just kind of slouch, you got no energy. So everything you think about are all the limitations and the fears and all that. Up the energy, do something big and then um, an exercise and then come to your work, come to your family, come to everything that you need to do. And then bookend your days. Uh, make sure during the day you're reading, you're staying positive and you're doing some work and all that. So your brain is on positivity and bookend your day at the end of the day with some sitting quietly. If you're a practitioner, do some meditation, breathing. Otherwise, just sit and go over your day for five minutes. How have I been living? How can I do better tomorrow? Now, what do I need to work on? And how am I getting myself ready for when I do leave the house and go back to work? You know, with what attitude? You know, and that way you're proactive. You're not waiting for life to happen to you. I love it. Cameron, last question. What are you doing every day to get better in this time in any area? Uh, I reviewed my life and I said, you know, wh which part of my life am I spending time on that I don't need to spend time on? Um, how do I need to connect with more people uh, who I haven't connected with and I need to connect with more? And how can I work with more people that I want to work with and have around me, you know? So I've been doing that and uh, I do quite a bit of spiritual reading. Uh, I spend at least two hours a day uh, connecting with clients, uh, an hour a day connecting with family. Uh, and I stagger it during my day. So I'm not like, five hours at a time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I do an hour, then I go eat, I do another hour, then I go make a tea, I do another hour, I go for a walk, I do things constantly, but I get up and sleep at the same times. So I'm, uh, I'm sort of got that routine going, kind of like, uh, you know, as things will be. So when everything w uh, opens up, it's kind of going to be the same for me. Yeah, I got to do the sleeping thing. Every night and every morning. When we do it, we're happy. When we don't do it, we're like, ugh. <laughs> it's so much more difficult in this world to be up and positive and ready for action than it is to be kind of like, well, you know, I'll just relax. Yeah, you hear us in the morning like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but if we had a practice, like when we used to go to bed, we're like, okay, we're going to bed at 9 or 9.30. Kevin and I would feel so good and we would be so happy. And then you fall out of it and you're like, let's just watch one more show. Let's just watch one more episode. No, one more episode. And then we pass out. And then in the morning we're like dead. Mm-hmm. I and you're dead from, you know, just not doing actually a lot. It's, from it's watching Too to Hot to Handle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, I am going to apply that again and hopefully keep it with me. Like my meditation <laughs> practice has stuck with me. So that's been really helpful. And I'm tongue scraping every day. Amazing. And um, I'm doing a lot of different things every day. Every day I try to take in something from the show that I can uh, apply. It's been really good. So Cameron, but, so great seeing you. Yeah, always I, lovely to see you. And, and, catching and I'll up. tell your audience, 
uh, it's a free site, inspireliving.co. Uh, you'll find all the meditations you need, breathing and morning practice. It will tell you when to do it, how to do it. So um, you have an outlet there. And there's many, many more you can find online. I'm going to check that out myself too. Um, thank you, Cameron. I can't wait to see you in the physical at some point. Yes, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Thank you so All much. Right. Lots of love. Take care. All right. Yogi Cameron. Jeff, that's your first experience with Yogi Cameron. Tell me. I loved it. You know what I really appreciated was it's, um, I'm learning it's more of a lifestyle and a way of thinking than a religion. I, I always thought that like yoga and sort of like the Eastern meditative spirituality was a religion, but it's interesting, you know, for him to say, if you're a Christian, be more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. If you're a Buddhist, be more like Buddha. So it's not so much a system of rules. It's a way of being, which I really like. Yeah. Steven, any thoughts? Uh, yeah. Nope. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's interesting. I think everyone everyone kind of forms their own belief system around around various things. And for me, it it's I I disagree with a lot of what he says, but I also agree with some of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I believe that there is a balance to everything, but I don't believe that the Earth has any any indication of knowledge of human existence. I think it's a little bit of, as they say, uh, he said that it's kind of the ego and how you need to rid yourself of the ego. I think it's a human ego issue to think that the world has any knowledge of human existence. Oh, but you don't think we're interconnected in any way? With the earth? Yeah. No. Oh. I, I think there's there's the interconnection in terms of matter and gravity and science, but like if you're gonna really think about it, like global warming isn't the earth getting rid of humans. The global warming is if it if it is what it is, it's caused by humans or it's caused by the earth's gradual shift, whatever it's caused by. It's not the earth actively saying, hey, I need to dial it back on these humans. It's humans actively ruining our environment for humans. But that doesn't throw the earth out of balance. The earth is a it's a it's a planetary system. It doesn't give a crap. The next species is going to take over. It's like what's out of balance for us is in balance for another species. So I don't think that there's a balance in between earth and humans. Why don't you jump into these conversations, Stephen? Because I don't I don't feel like it's polite no it's not that it's not polite let him have i've told you this before if you have a really strong opinion about something jump in in a very respectful way because other people might have the same thoughts as you like to me i think we're all connected i think um one billion percent we're connected but that's that's my belief I think um, it would have been great to have that perspective. So next time, this is the second time now I've told you. I know, but it's always so hard when it's like you and him having a great back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump in because like... Especially... You can wave. Okay. You can wave, wave or you can put a note up and say, I have a question. Got it. This is the last time. If, if, if it's more like you can think of it as almost like the um, like a metaphorical. like So yes, global warming happens as a result of human irresponsibility, but like as a result, the earth is coughing back at us. Like, I thought that was a really interesting way for him mm-hmm. to put it. Whether or not you believe it's actually a sentient earth responding, or it is the, the earth's sickness coming back to us because we made the earth sick. But like, you if, know? If, I, if I light my room on fire, my room's now on fire. That's not my room actively being like, hey, I'm going to get back at this dude by being on fire. It's, I lit my room on fire, and now I'm dealing with the consequences. 
Yeah. Right. So even though even though I'm connected to my room and the fact that I'm inside of it and it being on fire greatly affects me, I don't believe that it's something like cognitive or something that's actually like a spiritual level. I think that what what they talk about in terms of balance is very important when it comes to your personal, your mental and your your like the way you connect with people. You mm-hmm. do need a balance. I just don't believe that uh, I don't believe that humans should be so egotistical to think that there's a balance that's created for us. I think we need to be realistic with the fact that if we continue to ruin our environment, we will all die. And then the next animal will thrive, but like we'll be gone. Or the aliens. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. The UFOs you saw the other night. Well, that is that. Um, And I'm going to say that because I am not in balance anymore. I have to pee really bad. Uh I am cooking in here. I'm so hot. And so I'm going to end this for the sake of my my health as well um thank you guys for joining us thank you for allowing me to leave so i can pee um if you want to follow us you can follow us at uh do you have yogi cameron's instagram handle yeah it's yogi cameron everywhere at yogi cameron at maria menounos at Stephen lemieux photo at jeff crane graham and remember be nice people (laughs) make good choices and be present and go pee when you have to (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.